It's a happy Friday to clear victory. My name is Andrew, who's with me on the call. God bless you this morning. We're so glad that you joined us. Sit back, buckle up. Enjoy the ride as we praise our God this morning. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Happy Friday, Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Happy Friday. Good to hear you this morning. Good to hear you too. I probably need to sit up before I doze back off. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for for joining. You're welcome. Follow Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day unto now. Be confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. In this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. Many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, were much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill, that one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, 
that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. It's a happy Friday to declare victory. My name is Andrew. Who just joined me on the call? Good morning, it's Diane. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Diane. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How about you? Real good. Real good. Thank you. Good. Good, good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Sister Susie. Happy Friday. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Happy Friday to you as well. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Just trying to get things organized again. Get Go get a Christmas tree. <laughs> My favorite okay. thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything's fine. Good deal. Good deal. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, we would always put the tree up uh, the day after Thanksgiving. That's usually what we do, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And we would take it down on New Year's Day. Sounds like me. (laughs) Uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. And uh, we do a lot of decorating outside, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my sister and I, you know, just love the light. And uh, we would go and uh, cut down the live tree. Yes. Near, there were like two or three Christmas tree farms. And this wasn't uh, a thing back then across the nation. But where we lived, uh, they would let you cut your own down. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, you, you know, you would tag the tree like early in November, maybe October. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you went back, you went back to your tree. And then they, you know, you take an axe you or saw it, you cut it down, you pay for it, and, you know, go your merry way. That's so the awesome. tree would, yeah, the tree would drink a, a gallon of water a day. Oh, boy. So it stayed fresh. Yeah, so good memories. Well, you good have memories. a wonderful day. You as well. As well. Good morning, Adam Father. See, Eva, Mary, Rata, Gaga, Adata. Happy Friday, Sister Yvonne. God bless you, sister. Good to hear you. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. She asked, she said, how is you, Andrew, and how are you? I'm doing well, sister. Doing well. A little tired, but uh, as long as I can still know where I am, uh, it's, it's a good day. So, Me not too. complaining. Mm-hmm. Yep. God, God has been good. Uh, would always tell people because everybody was celebrating Thanksgiving yesterday. But I yeah, try to remind I people. Yeah, yeah, always a blessing. But I would remind people, like, well, who are you thanking? A lot of people were running around saying that they were thankful for this and that. I'm like, who are you thanking? Because yeah. there's only one source. Yes. 
the giver of every good and perfect gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have a blessed morning, sister. You too. Mm-hmm. For be to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that of God. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which he saw in me, and now here to be in me. It's men's day to clear victory. Good morning, Cynthia. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sister Tracy. Did anyone else just join us? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, sister. Happy Friday, Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Happy Friday. Good morning, Brother Andrew. This is Moxie Mona. I didn't get the chance to say my name. Hey. Hey. Happy Friday. Happy I was waiting Friday. on you. You feel? I was coming. I thought I might have been too far down the list. <laughs> Good, Good morning, Brother Andrew. Happy Favorite Friday. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Friday. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, family. This is Prosperous Pam. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sister Pam. According to the time, it's time we got started. I'm going to ask everyone who can hear me to please check your phone and activate the mute feature. The word of God is going to go forth. And we want no distractions to those listening now or those listening to the recording to have their attention diverted from the good work and good word that proceeds. Good morning again. My name is Andrew again, and I'm your host for the morning. Thank you for joining us here at Declare Victory. 
Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we are here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend or two so they can be blessed also. Today is Friday, Men's Day. Only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you. Thank you for continuing to join us this month where our theme is reset. We hope you continue to join us for December where the theme changes to focus. We're in reset now. Soon we, we will transition into focus. Our wonderful and gifted declares will definitely bless you. The announcements are before us today. This evening, there will be no Friday Night Live. Again, no Friday Night Live this evening. Secondly, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We have three ways in which to do so. First way, accessing declarevictory.org. Second way, accessing paypal.me slash declarevictory. Or the third way, accessing cash app, dollar sign, declarevictory. So we have declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign, declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and your trusting in him. No new additions to the prayer app online, but again, there are many prayer requests that still need to be acknowledged, lifted, spoken, and meditated upon. Firstly and foremostly, the children. We need to lift those children who are still incarcerated. The news headlines strayed away from them and do not revisit them, and yet they still suffer. Their state has not changed. But we know the power we wield with prayers to our Heavenly Father. And we beseech Him on their behalf, the ones that are incarcerated, the ones that are abused, the ones that are left out, neglected, hungry, hopeless, lonely, bullied, sickly, the ones that are being orphaned because of this pestilence that creeps in the darkness, the ones that have no friends, ones that are impoverished. We lift these before the Lord. The first responders, the people on the health front lines, the ones that are growing weary, the ones that are growing sick. In Ohio alone, 1,000 healthcare workers from the Cleveland Clinic are either quarantined because they may have contracted the virus, those that already are virus laden, 1,000 from just one healthcare facility. 
we need to lift those up in their families because of the stress they may be feeling or maybe not all know the Lord. We're lifting the many pastors and ministers who serve the houses of God in the name of the Lord. We're lifting them for the same reasons. We're lifting up families that are distressed financially, who don't know where the next meal will come from, who don't know how they will make rent next month, who don't know if they'll be working again. We lift all of these concerns before the Lord. We're praying for our nation. We're praying for its healing. We're praying for it to turn its heart away from the issues and cares of this world and turn that focus back to him. We're asking that those who know the Lord dive in deeply into his word, trust in him, and not be purveyors of the doom and gloom that we hear spoken of daily, for we know by whom our faith and our trust lies. It lies in him. And we're just praying for each other that we be strong, that we be encouraging, that we hold out because our blessing will come if we faint not. And we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. City of peace will bless us if we pray blessing upon it. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Marcus. The declaration will be brought by Apostle Pierre. That order once again. Prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother Marcus. The declaration will be rendered by Apostle Pierre. Immediately following, Apostle Pierre will proctor love, life, and victory, and he will guide us into the discussion of teaching brought forth. Scripture for this morning is from Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 12. Return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing, reading, and doing of his holy word. Please, ma'am, please, sir, check your phone once again to ensure that the mute feature is activated and ongoing. Please check throughout the call until such time as we're asked to come off mute that the word of God go forth unimpeded without distraction so that it will accomplish that which it was sent to accomplish. Next voice you hear be that of Brother Marcus leading us to the throne of grace. I now pass the call. My name is Andrew. God bless you all. Brother Marcus, if you're praying, we can't hear you.
Holy Father. Giver in every good and perfect gift, author and finisher of our faith, our source of salvation, and our God. Father, as we bow before you in our spirits, Father, we extol your name and bless you for your strength, for your holiness, for the beauty in your rule, for your reigning over heaven and all the earth, for creating this existence, the universe, the parts that we know, and the vast amount that we are still discovering. We thank you, Father, for all that your hand has crafted. And we thank you for keeping it within the bounds of your will. Father God, as we come before you, we want to thank you for keeping your promises. Your promises are yea and amen. You promised to give us our daily bread, and we thank you. Father, you promised us that we would dwell in safety, and we have, and we thank you. As we woke this morning, Father, it was by your grace and your power alone that we are still here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for restricting the devourer for our sake, Father. And we may come this morning to you to thank you again for your grace and mercy. Father God, we thank you for how well things are with us. Father God, we thank you for your word that when times get tough, Father God, when we feel the enemy closing in on us, Father God, when we feel that despair is ever-present, Father God, you have given us an outlet that we know that we will reap much if we faint not. We know that weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning, and by your grace and by your strength, there is always a morning. Father God, we thank you for your healing touch. You told us in your word, Father, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Father God, we trust you. We trust you in every capacity of our lives. And those we don't, we will learn to, Father God, because you have sent your spirit to lead us and guide us in all manner of truth. Father God, he will never leave us or forsake us. And your word is ever present over our lives. We travel under your protection, Father God. We thank you for that. We thank you for the people you place around us to draw us to you, Father God, or to have us draw them closer. Father God, we thank you for manifesting friendship in our lives. We thank you for manifesting faith through our daily walk. We thank you for reminding us, Father, that you are the Lord and everything happens due to your will and power. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your permissive will, Father, that you allow things to happen to further teach us to walk together in Christian love. We thank you, Father, for the ties that bind, that keep us in fellowship with our brothers and sisters, that teach us 
give us opportunity to love our enemies as we love ourselves, to seek her, the neighbor, and the stranger within our gates, to give us compassion for the widow and the orphan, Father God. We thank you, and we ask, Father God, that you give us the power to affect change on those fronts. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to be here for such a time as this, that we can speak a word in season to those who are growing weary, to those who are fearful, for those who don't know you, Father, that we can model how the Christian life looks upon us when we are wrapped in your love and we are walking in your will and we are speaking well of you. As we eulogize your spirit ever living during our lives, Father, we thank you that we can draw people to your throne of grace. We can draw them to the cross. We can draw them to salvation, Father God, for such a time as this. We can't take that for granted, Father. We are here for that reason. We are here to win souls. We are here to mirror your love for the world. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Father God, we're here to do your work. And we thank you for allowing us to still labor in the vineyard. For the night cometh when we can't work. Thank you for the time we have. Oh, Father God, protect and bless the children. Wherever they are, Father, whatever circumstances they are in, send your angels to stand over them, Father. You said your word that their angels see your face. Father God, we ask that you send your children, send human agents to their side to meet their needs, Father, to protect them, to help them, to draw them into the marvelous light from the darkness where they dwell. Father God, we ask that you bless the healthcare workers, the ones that are weary in spirit, weary in body, Father, just wearying of the turmoil and the fight. We ask, Father God, that you give them rest. We ask you, Father God, to extol them with your peace, that they may continue to do the very good work they do to minister to those that need the most. Father God, we're asking that you touch the first responders, give them compassion where they lack it, give them strength, Father, when they, where they need it, and just help them, Father, to focus on you to refuel them in order for them to do their good work for those that need them most. Father God, we're asking you touch those in political echelons, the ones that wield power. Father God, change their hearts and turn them towards you in the name of Jesus. Father God, we plead the blood on those that have the power to affect positive change and don't. Father God, we're asking you to cover those that don't fear God or regard man, who turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to the cries of those in need. Father God, we need you to touch them. Father, change their hearts. 
from stony to fleshly, that they may praise your name in the gates and things may go well with your children and your family here. Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. The way is too long. The road too steep, the enemy too strong, Father, but you are power incarnate. You are love, Father. You are light. You shine the path that we must tread. Father God, you give us strength when we're weary, and you uphold us when we fall. Father God, thank you for your grace, where you are quick to forgive us and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Thank you, Father, for ordering our steps. Thank you, Father, for never being away from us that the warmth from your spirit enwraps us, Father God. And if we but bethink ourselves, we know that you are not. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, when we forget that your word reminds us. We thank you, Father, that when we get weak, there's a brother or sister that can encourage us. Pray for us, Father. Those that pray for us and don't even know it. Thank you, Father for that wheel that still turns, Father, and the prayers of the saints that are the sweet savor in your throne room, Father, let them remind you of your promises towards us and your love towards us and our love for each other. We need you, Father God. We need you now. Come speedily and make no tarrying, Father God. Help us to manifest your love this day. Help us to rest in you for the work we need this day. Help our focus to be on you and the work we can do for you and the needs that we may meet this day. Help us, Father, to attune our faith and our spirit and our resources to the good work of the gospel. Because we are here for such a time as this. Now, those under the sound of my voice, please take your phones off mute and lift the name of our God in praise this morning while we may yet. Father God, we thank you. We just thank you, Father. We bless your name. Father God, we bless your name. Thank you for who you are. Thank you Thank you, 
Blessings, family. Good morning, guys. How are you doing on this Good Friday morning? I hope everybody's Thanksgiving was well. I'm glad to be with you guys on this morning. We're just going to jump right into um, what the Lord has been saying. I know that we are in the season of reset. I know we're in the time of celebration. And so what I want to talk about this morning, what the Lord placed on my heart, is how he uses interruption to reset you how God uses interruption to reset you. And so the base scripture that I'm going to use is found in Revelation chapter 21, verse number five. It's verse number five and the beginning part of verse number six. From the God's Word translation, it says this, the one sitting on the throne said, I'm making everything new. He said, write these words. Um, write this. These words are faithful and true. He said unto me, it has happened. It has happened. And so when we look at COVID-19 and we look at the virus, um, this, this virus has interrupted the life around everyone in the world. It has interrupted the world's way of living. It has interrupted everything that we know to be true. And so it's very rare in history, even in the Bible, that the entire world has to take a time out. Everyone has to take a time out because of the same thing going on. And so it's, it's a tough situation, and we're trying to ask God for understanding, and we're asking God, like, God, what is going on here? We, we just need a reset. We, we just need to start all over again. And so when we look at the Bible, we begin to see in Scripture that there are many times where God has reset his people. He is the God of reset. He's the God that will begin to take everything that we've been going through and start us all over or to, to bring us back to a place of covenant. And so when we look in the Scripture, we see many things take place. Number one, we can look in Exodus chapter 7, 14 through um Exodus chapter 7, verse number 14, and we can go all the way to Exodus chapter 11, um, and it deals with the people of Israel and the children of Israel and them being in Egypt. We see the process that they went through with Pharaoh just so God can reset them. We, we see that they had to go through plague after plague, and Moses had to go back and forth. Number one, Moses had to find his identity. Moses had to go, and he had to go tell Pharaoh, hey, listen, God said, let his people go. And there was a back and forth. It was a tug of war. God used that situation just to invite Moses to a place on the mountain so he can show him who he really was. And he can show him that he was a deliverer, but also to prove to his people that he was a God that was trying to reset them. He was a God that was trying to bring them back into right covenant with him. He was a God that, that said, hey, listen, I don't want to see you struggle this way. I don't want to see you go through what you're going through. And so I have to put a, pan, a plan in place to bring you back into right standing with me. I have to do something to not only teach you a lesson, but I have to do something to prove a point, to prove that I am still in love with you, that I am your God. And so he is the God that will take us from a horrible place and move us, although the transition is rough, he will move us into a place of promise. We see this in, um, thank you, Holy Spirit, I'm moving a little bit too fast. We see this in Genesis chapter 5. 
And so when we see this in Genesis chapter 5, we see that this is the start of God resetting the earth once again. He's resetting us, and he's taking us from a place where it, it was dirty, it was corrupt. Nobody wanted to adhere to the word of the Lord, and he found one man that was willing, and his name was Noah. And so God said, listen, I need you just to build an ark because I'm about to reset the earth. I'm about to wipe everything out so I can start over. He is a master painter, and whenever someone tries to mess up his canvas, what will God do? God will let them keep painting, but he will pick up another canvas, and he will start over. And so we see this, and he did all of this just so he can replenish and reset the earth. When rain came with Noah, um, God was reestablishing the people and he was resetting us completely to even show us that, listen, not only will I reset you, but then I will refresh you. When we move further in scripture, we begin to see that there was um, a people, the people of Israel, the children of God, once again, had been bound. And so God used Esther. And here's what he said to Esther. He said, for I brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this. Because you're going to deliver your people. You're going to save your people. And so God had Esther to find favor with the king who could kill her people or who could save her people. God was using her to reset a whole nation. One of the things that I like, one of my favorite scriptures that uh, I talked about a couple of times on this line is when you look at Joseph. When we look at Joseph, we see that Joseph was, number one, he was sold into slavery because of a dream because of a coat that he had, and his brothers were jealous because he shared this dream, and he went from taking having his coat stolen into being put in the pit, from being put in the pit, then he was sold into the slavery, and then from being sold into slavery, he went to Potiphar's house, then he went to prison, and then he found himself being tempted, and then he found himself back in prison, but then he found himself being the governor. And here's what he said to his brothers when his brothers saw them. I believe it saw him. I believe it was in Genesis around Genesis 37, chapter 37, 38, around that. When there was a famine that hit the land once again, and his brothers had to come for food. Joseph said to his brothers, don't think it strange that you did this to me, because it was not you, but it was God who did it to preserve your lives. It was God who sent me before you so I can preserve your life. Here's what I come to tell you this morning. I come to let you know, do not be upset when God sends interruption. Don't get upset when God sends something that makes you have to stop from time to time. There are times that we're in traffic and we're trying to make it to a destination and we get upset because there's traffic. We get upset because there's detours. We get upset because there's delays. Can I let you know this? Can I prophesy this in your life? Sometimes the interruption is the very thing that's saving you from destruction. There are sometimes that you are, that we're in a place where we're trying to move and we're trying to get there quick and God has to say, no, I need to reset this map to get you another way. There are times that we're driving in the car and we're trying to make it the way that we want to make it and all of a sudden Siri or, or, or Waze or Google Maps says, hold on, reset it. Resetting because the way that you're going is going to bring a further delay or sometimes there's a quicker way or sometimes there's something that has happened that has come to delay you or to cause you to be interrupted in your original plan. Listen, interruption does a few things for you. The very first thing that interruption comes to do, it comes to make you stop. 
when you stop, the interruption forces you to reflect. And it forces you to reflect on not only this, but uh, it, re- it forces you to reflect on your life. And that's when you consider how and when God wants you to reset. That interruption, when you're moving too quick, that interruption comes to make you stop. He said, hey, listen, the way you're going is not good. So I want you to stop and look at this. I want you to stop and look. The second thing that that, that reset comes to make you do or that interruption comes to make you do, it makes you look to God for answers. He wants you to draw closer to him and seek his plan for your life. The interruption makes you think about God. And it helps you to reset your life to match back up with God's plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans of good and not evil to give you a hope and a future. The issue and the reason that God has to reset some of us is because we have moved away from his plan. And so we have moved into his permissive will. There is a divine will of God. And what begins to happen is we begin to move off of his divine will into our permissive will. And because he's such a gentleman, he says, okay, go ahead. But when he sees destruction coming to us, God has no problem with pressing reset. He has no problem with choosing someone else. He has no problem with with moving people out of the way to get those that will obey. There are many times in scriptures we hear God say, and I search for one. I search for one. And so he has no problem with resetting us or interrupting our plan to make us talk to him for answers. The next thing that interruption comes to make you do uh, or reset comes to make you do, it comes to make you deal with change. We don't like change. Chicago, my hometown is going through that right now. They don't like change. And so many things have had to happen due to COVID-19 in our own lives, but especially there. So they can't do certain things. They can't go to the restaurants they like to go to. They can't go to the gyms they like to go to. And so it will make you change. It will help you deal with change because God is ever evolving, and we want to keep God in the same place. We want to have him be the same God. We want to have him be the God that's going to always answer our prayer. We want to have him be the God that's going to always give us what we want. And he said, hey, listen. Listen, I am God, and yes, my word says I change not, but it doesn't mean that I don't move. When I say something, I mean it, but it does not mean that I don't move. I'm always moving, and so it helps us to move with God. The children of Israel stayed in the wilderness 40 years. They stayed in the wilderness 40 years. It could have took them 40 days if they just would have obeyed, but they found themselves walking around this mountain in the same place. So it comes to deal with change. It comes to make you deal with it. It comes to make you destroy old paradigms. It comes to make you destroy old mindsets. It helps you to destroy uh, what I like to call the Jericho mindset where nothing can get in and nothing can get out. It comes to help you break that stuff off of your life. Reset comes to increase your capacity for the things of God. Yes, the interruption is difficult. Yes, the reset is difficult. But when you when you rise above the challenges that you're facing, it forces you to stretch yourself and prepares you to manage what you're about to enha- what you're about to encounter. It helps you to increase your capacity. 
Increase your capacity for prayer. If you always had it the way you wanted it, you wouldn't pray as long. You wouldn't pray as hard. You wouldn't pray with so much emotion. You wouldn't go hard because it was so easy. And so there are some things that reset is designed to make us work for. It comes to make you think. This is the one that, that really got me. Reset. The, the uncertainty of the future makes you think more strategically before the next reset. There are times where I have updated my, my iPhone and, and I've done it and I've lost information. Or, or there are times that I've done it and I realized that I hadn't backed up all of my information and so there were certain things that I lost. What are you, what do you need to back up before the next reset? What do you need to back up before the next reset? Do you need to back up your prayer life? Do you need to back up your, your business plan? Do you need to back up the way you treat people? Do you need, do you need to handle these things before God can reset you and let you start over? Reset. We're talking about reset, right? So so reset, it removes your crutches. It removes your crutches. It, it removes the very thing that you feel that you have to hold on to in order to move forward. Tell your, tell your story and tell your testimony of what happened to me. Um, as you guys know, I passed it. And so I was planning to, to relaunch Freedom Factory here in Atlanta and get ready, and God had been dealing with me with a name, and I, I was prepared to talk to my staff and tell my staff that we're about to start back with our launch process, and we're going to be start building, and we're going to start um, building our launch team, and I'm like, okay, we're going to have these Bible studies via Zoom, and the Lord was like, no, don't have any Bible studies yet, and I'm like, well, God, why? And he's like, don't have any Bible studies yet. I need you to, to prepare, and I'm like, prepare for what? And he just kept saying, prepare. And so my assistant pastor called, and he said, hey, man, can you do worship for me on Sunday at this church? And I said, yeah. I said, where's the church? And he said, well, they're having service in a hotel this week. The pastor used to pastor here three years ago, but she um, had to go back to Texas. She lives in Texas, and her and her husband were coming back and forth because they believe God told them to launch a ministry here. And her husband ended up getting sick, and so she hasn't been able to come back and forth here. And her husband recently died in April. And so she came back here to see if God wanted her to pick back up the work. And so I was like, yeah. So I went and I began to lead worship. And I led worship for her, wanted to just lead worship, get my bag and go. And the Lord said, no, I need you to give her this word. And so I gave her the word. And when I gave her the word, she was telling me that everything that I spoke to her, she had just received the night before. And so she said, but the Lord told my assistant pastor to tell me that I was going to get a building before I left from Atlanta, but I leave tomorrow. And I said, well, have you looked in Fayetteville? And I took her to Fayetteville to look at this building, me and uh, my assistant pastor of my church. And we took her to look at this building. And it was the building that we looked at a few months prior that we felt was a good fit, but we knew that it was going to be above what we can pay. And I had all of these excuses of why I couldn't start this church yet. God, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and the building costs too much. And so maybe, God, you know, I'm going to start this church later. And, and the lady said to me on the way there, she said, 
what's the name of your church? I said, it's Freedom Factory Worship Center. So, but God's been dealing with me about the name. And she says to me, the Lord told me to move all of my members under your leadership because I can't come back and forth from Texas to Atlanta. And I was like, huh? She said, the Lord told me to move all my members under your leadership. She only been knowing me for about a day. She only talked to me for about 45 minutes. And we still, when we went and looked at the place, I'm asking her, I'm like, God, why, why are we looking at this building? And she told me to move the people. And so she said, I like this building. She looked at the suite next door, I like this. And she ended up purchasing both suites for my ministry. Sent me the keys to the storage unit. That there was the sound equipment. There was the instruments. There was the furniture for the church to furnish it. And she said, the Lord told me that you're to take care of ministry and I'll take care of the bills. And so she took care of the bills. We have no no overhead until the end of January. And when I talked to my spiritual mother about it and I told her what the Lord did, she said, the Lord said he removed all of your excuses. When God resets you, especially if it's something that he has for you to do in your life, he's going to remove every excuse you have of why you can't do it. He's going to remove your crutches. When you make new decisions and embrace with change, you will likely have to stand on your own. People are not going to understand it. Because most of them, most of the people, when God reset you, they don't want to reset with you. They just want to be a part when the reset is done. So God's going to remove any crutch. He's going to remove anything that you feel you have to hold on to in order to change for him. It interrupts and it tests your relationships. Resets will create a need to let some people stay behind because you have to move forward. What I'm realizing in this season is when God resets you, although you love them so much, sometimes you got to be willing to break your own heart in order to move forward. Reset. It makes you reevaluate your life. A reset makes you become more strategic and consider your past decisions and embrace needed correct corrections. It helps you to embrace needed corrections. There are some things that we do just because we want to, and that's a needed correction. Sometimes we got to reset our phones. We got to reset our computers. We got to reset our life. We got to reset our passwords because there's some things and some people that have too much access, and so God has to reset. And the last thing that a reset comes to do is this. It comes to interrupt and make you change your direction. A reset causes you to stop. It alters your directions and create a need to find new ways to move forward. Sometimes the way we've been seeking God, we're used to finding him that way. And so that's the only way we know. But sometimes God will be silent and he will reset just so you can move forward in a different way. So he can make you change your posture. So he can make you change your, your, your approach. 
And so all of these ways of reset have two parts before they become effective. One part of a reset is the reset itself and what it calls us. The second part of reset is your response, your response to the reset. If you respond correctly, then it will catapult you to places that you've never seen, to things that you never thought you would accomplish in God. Your life won't be the same. But if you refuse to reset, so once again, your life won't be the same. You won't receive the benefit. You won't have positive outcomes. Resets make you want it and make you fight for it. We got to understand that there are some things that when we're willing to fight for it, how are you going to respond to this reset? What have you been doing in this time of reset? What have you been reflecting on in this time of reset? We should all come out of this pandemic with so many strategies and so many ideas and so much revelation. If we took, uh, if we took, what's the word I want to use for it? If we took advantage of the opportunity for this reason. Because I, I just prophesied that when we come out of this, we, we're going to experience God moving us forward in ways that we've never known. So how do you respond when God resets your life and the way of you living is interrupted? You just simply go with the reset. Receive the update and move forward. Go with the reset. Receive the update and move forward. Hallelujah. Is there anyone that joined the line while I was making the declaration that would like to say good morning? Anyone have any questions, comments, concerns for me on this morning? Good morning, especially Nikisha. Great declaration. Thank you. Bless you. Okay. Good, mo- Good morning, Apostle. It's Krishonda. God bless you. And congratulations on your new building. Praise God. Thank you so much. Bless you. I miss y'all. Miss you too. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Thank you for your declaration. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Hey, good morning. It's Dee Dee. Awesome, awesome. Love you. Love you too, Dee Dee. Good morning, Tanya. It's great declaration. Awesome. Thank you so much. Morning, Apostles. Rochelle Lodge. Stand behind that reset button and receive the update. Awesome declaration. Thank you. Also, we resetting together. Good morning, Apostle. Good morning, Apostle. Excellent declaration. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Morning, bless you. This is Miss B. Awesome declaration. Thank you for Thank you. Anyone else? 
I said good morning already, but I the um decoration was outstanding. I loved it. Thank you so much. Anyone have any questions or uh, any other comments for me? Um, this is Krishanda again. Um, I your declaration was so 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 good. But one of the things that several things stood out for me, but I'll just comment on one, so I won't take up everyone's time. But the Moses part where he had to keep resetting Hallelujah to know where to know who he was. That just really resonated with me. God bless you. Going back on you. Bless you. Anyone else? Hi, good morning. Are you, you taking comments now from the declaration? Yes, I am. Okay, thank you so much. Um, again, this is Sylvia. Um, I did something different uh, this year. I decided to get away, not too far and somewhere safe, but to uh, so I can give back to uh, the homeless community. So anyway, I woke up in my hotel room and I just turned on the soaring music and I began to pray. And um, while I'm praying, I'm, you know, I'm praying with a mindset of a reset, not the same prayers, not the same thing, but asking God to create a new, a new creature to do some, some changing, some rebounding. And, and while I'm praying, and uh, something that you said that stood out, uh, well, a lot of things, if everything was going so good, you wouldn't have to pray so hard, so emotionally. And so when I'm praying, I'm asking God to send me into battle. Like I want to be at war and in battle with uh, myself that I can reset. And uh, it makes you want to fight for it. And I'm just so ready to fight for it right now. Every single thing that you said, the part that I came in on, um, you know, making decisions that, you know, make you want to uh, reset. God's going to remove whatever you've been leaning on. You know, I just asked him even before I got on this call to remove it, to move me out of the way and let his will be done, whatever it is he wants from me. And so I'm just so excited about uh, the declaration, um, the reset, how he just stops and alters your direction. I have seeken a different direction in prayer this morning and so in line with everything that you just talked about. And um, I just want to thank you so much for that. It's so much work to be done. And this pandemic has caused me to, you know, it said something the other day about, you know, we have to stay inside, can't go outside, but you can go inside, inside of yourself. And I've been able to go inside of myself and just ask him, what is it that he wants from me? And just really realizing daily that I'm not here for myself, that I'm here to serve him and to serve others and to be encouraged so I can encourage other people. I thank you so much for your declaration this morning. I have a lot of work to do. (laughs) We all do. Thank you so much for sharing. Anyone else? Good morning, Apostle. It's Nurse Nikisha. I liked when you said um, how we have to reset our phones and we have to reset the computers. And, you know, it's just it's time for us to uh, reset our our lives and, and to receive the reset and move forward. And if we don't receive it, then it, it's just not going to be, um, you, we're not going to have a successful transition if we don't receive it. So uh, that was really good to hear because sometimes you just be like, oh, I'm so tired of this, right? But 
it has to be reset. You just have to reset it. So I really appreciate those words of encouragement. So God bless you and congratulations on your new building. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Hey, good morning, Davey. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying, trying to clear my throat so I don't sound like my husband. But, yeah, your word this morning, um, you touched on so much. Again, congratulations on just moving forward and, you know, allowing God to just move and trusting. And when you said about the reset and reset of prayers, it just made me think about what we are praying for and how we're praying and to really um, – Reset, like clean out some stuff we are attached to, and that may be people, that may be locations, there may be a lot of things that we have to reset. And so thank you for that, Um, cleaning out some stuff so we're not stagnant. And, you know, um, even in this time that we've been sheltered in place, for some people um, it's so mental because I know personally people that have literally lost everything from family members to property to jobs to Everything. So there, the fact that they even still have a sound mind is a blessing. So as yeah. we are saying that, you know, coming out of this, how people should be, some people are just going to come out whole. and Some people are going to come out without um, being in a mental hospital. So, but, but that reset of prayer thing for me, because I'm really, really, really being more strategic about we, even what I'm praying to God about. You know what I mean? It's like really God searched me because I got so much in me that I have been holding on to because of, you know, what are they going to say? It's not about what people think or say because God already knows what's in me. I've just been sitting on it for 53 years, and you have been a big, big, big um, help for me, too, to release some things. You know, so I'm just grateful for you. You know how much I really love and care about you, so thank you for that this morning. And congratulations. That will be uh, a trip for me and Armani to come when when we yes. get to travel. Yes, yes. Yes, thank you guys so much. Anyone else? Anyone else? Hey, Apostles Rochelle, and I was just sitting here thinking. I said, you know, you know, yes, a lot of us as mothers, women, on or whatever, you know, we spend a lot of time. Um, you know, preparing for giving and, you know, getting everything together and everybody's looking to depend on us. But as Dion, as we had worship and um, she kept saying things may be different and may look a little different. And for me, it was different. I was still grateful, but just to be able to see my son step aside and take care of me for a change. Of course, I had to make the things that I needed to make. But just to be able to have a breather and not be overwhelmed and be able to step back and see them step forward and I be able to, you know, reset and have some time just to do the things that I love and spending time with the Lord, spending time with my husband, you know, and just seeing things from a different angle. So this reset, um, you know, the, the theme has really had me take a look at some things and um, allow the reset to take place. And then when you brought up the updating and just bring back some things that have been dormanted um, and sitting um, within me that I know that I need to do. So I thank you. Your right word was great. Um, Miss you all yesterday, but hey, you know, Thursday is be back next week. So thank you. I appreciate you and love you so much. Uh, thank you, guys. One of the things when she was talking that the Lord just reminded me of was this. He says, um, and he, he dropped it really 
heavy on me. He said, when reset takes place, when I send reset to a people or to a land, they never reset alone. There's always somebody that believes in you. There's always somebody that still believes in your gift and your ability and what you're called to do. Moses had Aaron. Esther had Mordecai. Jesus had his disciples. Like, there's always somebody that believes in what you're called to do. Anybody else? Before we pray. I just wanted to share, this is Prosperous Prosperous Pam. Um, I'm just so thankful. Hello, how are you? Wonderful declaration. Always great to hear you. Um, I just wanted to give up a slight testimony because four years ago when I joined the line, I was in such a different place with family, um, you know, not as close to family. And just throughout the years, like God has continued to, he's grown me. He's forced me to kind of stretch out and, you know, look at myself. And that's the wonderful thing about God that he does that. But with the reset, he blessed um, our family to reset. And we just had the best Thanksgiving and it was virtual You know, you hear about virtual and it just sounds so unhumane, kind of, you know, when you're used to everyone being together in the same household. But it was like we didn't skip a beat. We were still just talking over each other, laughing. You know, it was just so beautiful. And so just to see the change in like just four years of me being on the Declare Victory line and this reset and just the pandemic of something that maybe I would not have gone to to, to a gathering, but to just click on and just be in the presence of my loved ones. It was just such a blessing. So I just want to give all glory to God and um, thank God for reset. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right, if there's no one else, let's just go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity just to begin to pray and to intercede on behalf of being being reset ourselves. And so, Father, here we are this morning, and we stand before you, and we say, God, you are Alpha and Omega. You know the beginning, and you know the ending of a thing. You know when something needs to be interrupted. And so, God, this morning, we come repenting, number one, God. We come repenting for aborting the process. We come repenting from running away from the process when you try to reset our lives for the better, when you try to come and establish new ways of doing things and new paradigms and new strategies. And when you come, Father, to lay out new blueprints, we apologize for running away from the table and not seeing the plan all the way through and not looking at the plan. And so, Father, this morning we come and we even intercede, God, for those that are on the line that you may be resetting right now. And even if we're not in reset right now, we know that reset is coming. And even if we're in the updating stage where we've already been resetted, but you're just downloading new information and new skills and new talents and new ideas to us, Father, we praise you for whatever process of the reset that we find ourselves in right now. And God, we intercede and we begin to pray and we ask God that you will begin to complete the work that you have started inside of us. Father, we come into agreement, even with Revelation chapter 21, Father, that you said that you are making things new and you your word is faithful and true and 
And Father, we know that it was already happening. Father, your word declared that you are about to do something and it will spring forth, Father, and you're making all things new and you're doing something. And Father, help us to have an Issachar anointing that we will see and we will know and recognize the times and seasons that you're in. Father, we thank you, God, that your word declares unto us in Habakkuk that we are to look upon the nations and be amazed because you're about to do something in our day that we wouldn't believe, even if it was told to us. So God, as you reset us on today, we say, let today be the day of our fresh start. Let today be the day of our fresh download. Let today be the day of our reset. Father, reset our relationship. Father, any relationship and any friendship, Father, any business um, partnerships that we have, Father, anything that has begun to be one-sided or has been taking up the time that we're spending with you, or Father, it's not giving us that which you have destined for it to bring into our life, Father, we say reset it and make it fresh, Father, just because you reset things, help us to understand that you don't always remove it. Sometimes you reset it to update it and make it better, and so, Father, we submit ourselves under your mighty hand on this morning. Father, we thank you in advance that God, after you reset us, that you're going to connect us with people that are assigned to work with us, by us, and for us, that you're going to send people to bless us. You're going to send people to partner with us. Father, and so we partner with you before we partner with anyone else. And God, we come into agreement with this reset. We say that it has been a long time coming and it's much needed. Father, we don't want to operate on old frequencies. We don't want to operate on old timelines. But God, reset us and think about paid us to your time and to your season and to your way. Father, your word tells us that there's nothing that you will do in the earth realm unless you first reveal it into your servant, the prophet. But Father, we can't hear it and we can't see the plan until we've been reset. And so God, reset us this morning. Reset our attitudes. Reset our, our paradigms. Reset our language. Reset our vocabulary, our way of praying, our way of worship, our way of thinking, our way of even moving. Father, remove the slowfulness from our walk, but God, update us. Give us new bodies that we can operate through. Father, we thank you that even on today, God, as you reset us, you're going to cause our eyes to see things differently. You're going to cause us to move differently. You're going to cause us to move strategically. And so, God, we come and we say thank you for the reset. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for realigning and reestablishing us. We thank you and we give you praise for it. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. And so, God, I bless their day. I bless every endeavor. I bless every plan that you have concerning their day because you know the plans that you have for them. And the plans are good and not of evil to give them a hope and a future. Father, I prophesy that they meet their future today, that they meet their destiny today. Father, that everything that you have destined for them on this day is now prepared and now being released. Father, we thank you for the angels that are being released to assist them on today. Now, God, I speak to every destiny blocking demon and every assignment assassin that comes to interrupt this reset. And we announce that your expiration date has come and your time has 
been even drawn and your time is up and we prophesy and we announce to you that you cannot interfere you cannot come and interrupt anything concerning this reset as a matter of fact we tell you to take a long lengthy vacation and never return and so god we announce the blessing on their day and i decree and declare that the blessings of the lord make it rich and add it no sorrow and so father we bless their day with goodness grace and mercy stalk them all day Father, we announce that grace and mercy shall stalk them all day. And Father, they shall bring nothing but goodness and protection to them. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And thank you, Father. I love you guys with the love of Christ and have a wonderful day. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Happy uh, Friday. Yeah. Hey, girlfriend. Uh, happy yeah. Friday. <laughs> happy Friday, girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Happy Friday, girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> All right now. <laughs> My good man. You gotta have go to work. Day. Yeah, have a good <laughs> day. Bye bye. Love you. Love you. I love you too. <laughs> oh, that was real good right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That was that was clear. I didn't have to yeah. say it. <laughs> Bye, Moxie. Bye, Magnificent. (laughs) Happy Friday, y'all. Happy Friday. Bye, Nourishing. Bye. (laughs) Love y'all. Love you, too.